All right, welcome back to the Goddess and Sweats podcast. I'm your host, Kristen, and today we're talking about contrast, yin yang, light, dark energy, um, opposing ideas, and why they are so necessary, at least in my experience and what I've learned from it. So, is any of this hard fact science? I'm sure there's some hard and fact science behind it somewhere. Have I researched it? Fuck no. But. Sometimes I find the personal experience can be more powerful than what the scientific side would have to say. Sometimes. Not all the time. Is it? So just take from it what it will. But let's dive into this topic because I think that there is some some good material here and I've got a special treat for you at the end of the podcast that I hope you'll enjoy. Alrighty then. Let's get to it. Today, we're talking about contrast. Okay, and why this is so important and what I've learned about contrast going along. Starts with a really cool, not really a cool story. When I think of contrast, I think of the, the yin-yang, right? You've got the two <laughs> energies. So if you look at a yin-yang, what I've come to understand they represent is the, the black is like your, the feminine energy. It's, it's quiet. There's more potential. It's not as active, intuitive, think intuition. Um, that type of thing and then the is that yin yeah and then the yang energy is much more loud action-oriented masculine so that's what I that's what I've come to understand when it comes to the yin yang now why am I talking about this talking about this it's gonna get a little bit dark so bear with me here if you're okay with a bit of darkness this idea of a purge and I mean like a planetary purge right um I look at conflicts that are happening between people who have opposing ideas and they get this, this, this ridiculousness in their brain thinking, I need to eradicate this opposing thing. But that, if that opposing thing wasn't there, what you have would cease to exist. Your ideas and opinions would cease to exist. They wouldn't be there. You wouldn't feel as strongly as you do for them. And there's this great audio from Alan Watts. I love listening to this man's voice. It is just, it's amazing. He's got, the best way I can describe it is he has an exquisite voice. The way his accent is, the tone of voice. Basically, he's my voice idol, even though I know I could never pull that off because one, I don't have a man's voice. I mean, that's really the main thing. And two, I mean, I can sometimes pull off a British accent. I actually have to ask my British friends if I do it all right or if I'm pulling like the Dick Van Dyke version of an accent. But I don't have that naturally. So anyways, it's a very unrealistic goal in my life. So let's talk about this contrast. Talk about the contrast. If I will put the audio in here now, obviously, I don't own the rights to that, so please don't come at me. I just want to share this information. That's all I want to do. I want to share these ideas and this concept of why is contrast so important, right? Why is it important to have opposing ideas? Why is it important to have complete opposite energies? Because you can't exist without the other. You can't. Now, this comes to this idea of a purge. Now, a book that I read once when I was doing my bus trips way back in like 2005 to Vancouver, I would grab a book and one book I picked up was The Taking. Is that right? Yeah. The Taking by Dean Koontz. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. And if I'm not, sorry, Dean, my bad. Um, But it was this, 
basically aliens of some weird kind came down to earth and and did a purge of people which seems like a cool idea right when you think about opposing ideas now that book I only read it once I cannot freaking find it again I know I didn't get rid of it but you think I can find it again no I can't find it again to read it again which makes me really really sad it's probably somewhere in a box but I don't know Um, but that was the idea is that you know the righteous ones could stay and the not so righteous ones were killed and it seems like a good idea right it seems like oh my god and I've even had this thought I even had this dark thought of like, man, if we could just get rid of all the people who thought like this, the world would be amazing. It wouldn't. I don't think. The other thing to consider, and I had to sit in the bathtub and think about this. I was like, okay, so you have a purge. Who's dictating who, who stays and who goes? It's not going to be you. And so what does that mean? That means that your head is on the chopping block too. That means that everybody that you love and hold dear is on the chopping block. Everybody. It means that there's no guarantee. And so if you're, here's what I've, what I've decided for myself. If I'm going to think in that way that we need to purge, my head's on the chopping block too. And if it serves the world that I disappear and that I'm no longer, then I guess it is what it is. That's how I look at it. But what really killed me was thinking about families, right? Think about family units. I think about my little family unit. There's no way all five of us would be here on a purge. I don't think. There's going to be somebody, maybe a couple people, who are going to be gone. What a fucking heartbreak. What a fucking heartbreak. So the thing to think about, at least you don't have to, but something to consider thinking about is, okay, let's say you get rid of everybody who has opposing views to you. Great. They're gone. You don't have to worry about them anymore. Now what? You think everybody left has the exact same views as you? And if they did, you'd be living in a vacuum. Where would original ideas come from? Where would thinking outside the box come from? There wouldn't be progression. You need the contrast. You need the opposing views. They have to be there. Now, the best thing, and I struggle with this all the time, all the fucking time. It's hard when somebody challenges your beliefs and views. It's really hard. I'm not going to deny that. I still struggle with it. When someone comes at me and they're like, well, have you thought of this? And I'm like, well, go fuck yourself. Stop that. Don't you dare. Don't you dare ruin, ruin that in my brain. But we need that to happen. Why do we need that to happen? It helps open up our view of the world. The other thing is, We're expecting people to have the same views as us when they are living in completely different situations. We expect them to see things how we see them when they're living in a completely different life. Their situation is different. The people in their life are different. The challenges they're going through are different. And yet we're trying to get them to look at life the same way we do. How's that going for you? Not well. All it turns into is a bit of strife. And so... When it comes to the contrast, why can't we embrace it? I mean, as I'm sharing, I struggle with embracing the contrast. Why? Because I get my views challenged. But they get challenged for good reason. Right? 
they get challenged so that I can take a step back and look and be like, hmm, I didn't consider this. I didn't consider that. Wow, that person's going through this struggle. I'm not going through. I can, I can kind of see how they would, I would look at this situation quite differently. So, and what I'm seeing right now, which is driving me fucking crazy, is so much of this, and I've been just as stubborn, by the way, so don't take me off the roster. <laughs> don't exclude me from being, but I see a lot of people who are really standing their ground and being really stubborn and not even opening up to the idea that somebody else is seeing this and experiencing this very differently and doesn't want what you want because of the situation that they're in the best thing one of the best things I saw I think this is not our last election but the one before it said you voted wrong blah 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 like people are just going you fuckers you fucked it up you voted wrong they didn't vote wrong they voted based on what's going on in their life and which political party is going to serve them the best the same way you voted the way you voted nobody votes wrong they vote for for what they think is going to be the best party to help them with whatever issue they're going through. That's what happened. And so telling someone that they voted wrong, you're, you're, I think anyways, it's a discredit to what they're going through. You didn't vote wrong. The fact that you voted is amazing because a lot of people still don't vote. Sometimes I struggle with voting. Why? Because to be honest with you, I don't like any of the political parties. I don't like any of them. I think... They all have their own agenda, which they're right to. They're totally right to have their own agenda. But I don't know if any of them are really, truly in it for the people. And how can you be in it for all the people? You can't. You can't. You can't be everybody's flavor. <laughs> Why? Because when you're everybody's flavor, you end up diminishing yourself you end up contradicting yourself you end up doing things that are complete opposition to what you would do going against your values that's the freaking word I was looking for you end up going against your actual values and morals that's what I've experienced and this is from somebody who is a people pleaser I want to please all the people and I fail why because I can't please all the people there's people that I'm just going to rub the wrong way <laughs> like there's people that they're going to look at me and maybe we've never had a conversation before. They've only seen a certain level of me. They're going to be like, fuck, I hate her. And I hope there's people out there. They don't come at me, which is great. You don't need to go at somebody that you don't like. You really don't. And you don't need to talk trash about them. You can just go on your merry way and be like, I just don't want to hang out with you. You do not vibe with me, which is fine. Totally fine. I do that. I do that on social media. I'm very cautious with who I follow now. Why? Because I want to follow people who, who care for others, who can kind of take a step back and look at other people's view and be like, you know what? I get where you're coming from and I'm not going to label you or shame you. That's what I'm looking for in people. Um, I struggle when, when the opposing ideas come through, the contrast hits, and all that happens is name calling. You're an idiot. You're dumb. You don't know what you're talking about. Yes, they do. They know exactly what they're talking about based on what's going on in their life. You need the contrast. Contrast is critical. So when you hear that audio from Alan Watts, I might even just stick it at the end because I haven't put it in yet because I'm still recording. But I might just stick it at the end because I think it's such a fantastic thing to end with and I won't put my um, outro song in. I'm going to put Alan in there because it's just such a beautiful message 
So how do we embrace the contrast? It's tricky. You got to think about the contrast inside yourself too, right? If you look at the yin yang and the idea that you have both energies inside of you, you do, right? You have that action, masculine type energy. That's what it's considered is to be a masculine type energy. That's the white. It's the let's get fucking going, get on, you know, put on your big boy and big girl underpants and go do the things. And it's very strong and aggressive and action well not so much aggressive but action orientated and then you've got the the black the feminine yin that is more quiet um think how i like to visualize the yin is a thunderstorm rolling in right where it's quiet at first everything gets still the wind stops blowing it's quiet the birds stop chirping it's just this quiet power that builds over time that's how i look at the yin energy it's it's a quieter subdued intuition flowy moon nighttime i don't want to say sleepy because it's not sleepy it's not a sleepy energy um emotions that type of thing another way you can look at it from a nerd perspective is think in lord of the rings when the hobbits go to the prancing pony inn and aragorn is sitting in the corner just quiet there's strength there but it's quiet. That's what I depict as yin energy. And we have both of those inside of us. And there's certain times where we need to pull out one or the other, right? So when I'm doing the podcast, for example, I need to pull out the masculine side because honestly, I'd rather go have a nap at this point. And because I sat down yesterday to record a podcast and I had no ideas and now I'm using my notes in my phone so that when I'm out on my meditation walk, I can just... <laughs> type it out and be like ah that's what I'm talking about because I can come up with those ideas when I'm in that action and movement when I'm quiet the thoughts and the ideas don't come as quickly they don't sometimes even the ideas that I had just fuck off and I don't know where they went it's quite frustrating sometimes so that helps a lot but I need to step into that yang energy of let's go do this let's go do this let's get it done let's let's get the action going and that's where we are and then there's certain situations where i need to pull back and and be a little more subtle quieter energy again it's not a weak energy it's just quiet and if one is gone how can you discern between the two that's the other thing is the contrast if one is gone the other ceases to exist because you can't see light without the dark you can't see dark without the light you can't anyways this is a shorter podcast today apparently because that's all i have to say about that so even though i said i was going to put it at the middle of the podcast i'm going to put it at the end so i'm going to leave you with alan watts talking about this yin yang and he's talking about the fish and so when he's talking about the fish think of two fish swimming around each other i mean if you know what the yin yang looks like that's that's the idea um oh speaking of yin yang this is funny so growing up, I used to go to a place, a summer camp called Circle Square Ranch. It was a horsey camp. It was amazing because horses are life. Um, but as we know, or at least back then, I don't know if camps have changed that much since, they're usually run by a church, right? And they have that built into it, the, the, the Christianity side built into it. And I was wearing a yin-yang one day and my 
cabin leader came up to me. She's like, you know what that means, right? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, that's evil. <laughs> and, I'll, and I believed it because I didn't know. I hadn't done the research. But in reality, it's not evil. And so if we can put that aside, that would be amazing. Because even if you look into the religious side, you have contrast. There's always going to be conflict. And here's the thing with conflict, that's where we grow. When you're struggling it out and you have things that are challenging your beliefs, that's where we can, an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity for growth. I'm going through a huge one right now. Huge one right now. I haven't shared it with very many people. I think two people in the world know about it. And I think I'm going to keep it that way for a while. We'll see what happens. Um, but I need that so that I can see where I need to level up. Where do I need to grow? Because there's a very specific person that I want to be at the end of this. And going through this is super critical. Then you get my impatient side of me, which I'm going to talk about on another podcast with astrology. Because astrology is fun. And there's so much more to it than I ever thought there was. I mean, I knew it was a deep thing. And I was only looking at it at surface level. But now, frick, there's it's so deep. And there's so much to it. But anyways, there's an impatient side of me. So I have a moon. My, my moon is in Aries. So that's my moon sign, which means I do get this very impatientness to me. So when you really get to know me, because your moon sign, if you think about it, is who are you with yourself? The people who know you the best, um, behind closed doors, if you think of a house, this is the best way I've, I've come to understand. If you think of a house, right? I won't go through all of it, but your moon sign is like, who are you in the bedroom? And I don't mean in a sexual way. I just mean, who are you behind that door in that place of absolute safety? And when I'm in that place, I do get very impatient. And so, um, and it's funny because what I do in work and how patient I am with people learning things and there's certain places where people are like, frick, you've got the patience of an oyster. Yep. In certain situations. But when it comes to my own personal stuff, so when I'm not getting something and this is all personal when I'm not understanding something when I can't figure something out when what I want to create isn't happening I want it to happen like that I mean don't most of us right the instant gratification is beautiful but it doesn't and so then I get very impatient and I get very frustrated so that is where my contrast like there's contrast inside of you all the time and it's important to recognize those. It's really important to recognize those. And this has been part of my, my journey this last year of, of really going into, and I know some people are like, astrology is so ridiculous. When you really dive into it, it's kind of cool to see how it relates to you and how your default personality is and how much it's actually accurate. And so I'm going to leave that for another, another episode. So with that, I want to leave you with Alan Watts explaining to you about the feces and what happens when one ceases to exist or one eats the other and that is all so with that just remember that I am so happy you're here I'm very grateful that you take the time to listen and um, I fucking love you but what happens if the white fish succeeds in eating up the dark fish the white fish disappears as well as the dark one because the white one is only there in relation to the dark. So then, if these two fishes, as it were, wake up, if this one wakes up and this one wakes up, which is called awakening in Buddhism, they realize they're one. 
In other words, they go together. They're inseparable from each other. And this realization is that experience that underlying all that is negative in the world, all that is in a way painful and evil, there is a kind of necessity. It goes with the good. It is necessary for the good. Disorder is necessary for the manifestation of order, just as you must have, say, a black background to show up a light figure. And then when one sees that, a profound transformation takes place in one's attitude.